amazing stuff. Thanks, Darcy. Thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. And with that, I'm out. Welcome to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people. Hey folks, it's Christopher Talon, author of Switchers, which I am currently touring on the Everywhere But Bookstores tour. More on that in a second. Check out this podcast. Have you done all the hard work of writing a book, but you can't get it in enough readers' hands? If so, check out my podcast, The Reluctant Book Marketer, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah, that was my buddy Jody. On The Reluctant Book Marketer, a podcast I've been on, and he's been on this one before, so you might have recognized that voice. Anyway, like I said, I was on my Everywhere But Bookstores tour. This time I was at Farmhouse Wellness. This is the second time, no, I'm sorry, this is the third time I've sold books here. But crazy story, I sold three times as many books this time as I did the last two times. It was a culmination of good timing, good location, and actually having a stand with like a sign and a table with a covering on it, and it actually kind of looked like (laughs) somebody was there to sell books. I recorded interviews with two people who were just there for the art, two people who were participating as vendors, and then I also interviewed here at the start Megan and Casey, the married couple and their two little kids who own Farmhouse Wellness. Check it out. farmhouse wellness we're here at the artist market yo chris what's going on <laughs> thanks for coming through man it's casey uh owner of farmhouse okay and you pronounce it cornoli not cornolia cornoli because yes. i've heard both pronunciations in west michigan that is also true yes yeah we, we pick and choose yep so my grandma said cornalgy and then i would roll around town mm. And people would say, "What's your? That's not how you say your last name." (laughs) Yeah, you're doing it wrong. I was like, "Okay, so you know, so it's Cornelia or Cornoli." And my dad um, thinks the most Dutch pronunciation is Cornoli. Yeah. So we've been rolling with that, and I know it's kind of a switch up. Yeah. But it's the most, I think, authentic pronunciation. So there's the story on that. Yeah. Cornoli, not Cornology. You've got the whole family here, and I think the last time the youngest here was just barely opening its eyes and <laughs> looking yeah, around the world. Yep. What's what, what's the baby's name here? Emily. Emily. Okay, yeah. so Emily was barely in the world uh, when Casey got on. I think you might even said it was like the first time you've gotten out of the house in a minute. I think so, yeah. She was like two weeks old maybe. Um, she's almost eight months now. And since then, farmhouse has changed a little bit because we were talking about you wanted to grow. Now you have grown and are selling your own weed here at a 
much lower price than you're going to get weed of the same caliber in places around here. So talk about that a little bit, like why you started doing that and what, what you're kind of going on since the last time. Thanks, bro. Time flies most definitely. The herb, we just had a harvest yeah. in August. And so it took about 30 days to uh, dry it and trim it. And um, so that first harvest is coming through right now. But yeah, we've got some unique varieties. It's all from seed. Um, so a massive pheno hunt, so to speak. Yeah. And um, really pumped about it. It's just unique new genetics that I haven't seen anywhere else on the market. That's always exciting because people are always looking for something new too. Like homegrown is great, but homegrown and not going to find it around somewhere else. That's double whammy. Yeah, for sure. We think so. Um, so it's, it's small, you know, it's a small grow and with that, just put a lot of love and, and attention into it. But so the herb that came out is pleasantly surprised. It's not the world's best herb, but it's definitely not the world's worst herb either. So and for, um, for the price too, like you, you could sell this for a significantly higher price than you do. I don't know. I don't know. I just, the part of me, a big part of me wanted to put some herb out that was good quality yeah. that I stand behind at a really good price. Yeah, because I've and, and I've been to dispensaries recently um, with other people. I've got I've got a loyalty with you guys. I went in and I didn't buy anything this last time, promise. But I went in and just smelled something, and so I was like, "That doesn't smell like it was cured properly." And then I was looking, I was like, "Did, did you guys even dry that, or did you just put it right in the bag?" Like, and I was like, "Okay, well, that's what you're competing with at the same price point is like small nug stuff that wasn't done properly, stuff that was just." Uh, the the plants didn't come out the way we thought let's sell this for cheaper mm -hmm. and versus like the first nug that I, I had to take a nug out of the bag so that i could get the rest out like it was, it was a <laughs> knuckle of a nug yeah Bruh. so yeah man you're doing you're doing great i just want to say that i, I love what thank you're doing thank you thank you bro we're you know, really I, yeah it's um it's been really fun to watch casey get back to his his caregiver roots you know um yeah because the story for people that didn't remember from the first time around you guys met because he was uh, your father's caregiver. That's and then right, his yeah. dad was like, your weed is so good, I want you to marry my daughter. Basically. So I can get a friend and family discount. <laughs> right. Yeah. For life, yes. Yeah. So, but no, that that is true. Yeah, he Casey was assigned my dad's caregiver, um, and that's how we met. So um, he worked in corporate banking, but it was a part of our, our um, life for our entire relationship. So seeing him now be able to do it uh, on a legal scale um and and sell it to the whole city is is really exciting and i'm super proud of him and and this business so i know it's always been a part of his his heart so yeah yeah can i ask you a question too sure. because i know something a lot of people think about when they're like oh well if you're going to open your own business then like you know you're constantly working you're not uh -huh. going to see your family as much what what has it been like for for you honestly now in front of your husband and these kids <laughs> What, what has it been like uh, to be the spouse of somebody who's just constantly on the go? And I mean, you're constantly yeah. on the go, too. It's it's a family thing, sure. I know. But. Sure. No, I hear you. Um, you know, I um, as long as I've known Casey, he's had this drive in him. So it was... It was so he's always going to put it into something. It's going to go into something. And I believe in him. And I knew that if we had the opportunity to make this business a reality, that it was going to... Um, be successful because I know he could be successful, but I know also That's that so that sweet, takes a way. sacrifice. Just, like, it's, I've heard other people say the same thing, but it sounds really sweet when you hear it oh, from your wife. Thank you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it is, it is true. So, but, um, 
you know, my growing up, my dad owned his own business. So I know a little bit what it's like as far as you never really get you never really get away from it. Yeah, it's um, not. You just come home at five o'clock and nope, ah, let uh, me kick up. Yeah, and no. nah, yeah. that is not the case. But um, you know, it, it it is hard for sure, especially yeah. having a newborn. And when she was born, um, it was the same time we was starting the grow, so there was a lot of of time constraint um, on his part. And you know, he he does his best, and he. And he does have more time off now, um, but it ebbs and flows, and yeah. I and it's just part of the part of the game, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and with we, with writing and selling books and doing podcasts and stuff, I have sometimes put in weird hours on those sure. kind of things. And you know, it was weird with my wife at first, being like, "Well, you know, you're going to be gone. You're not going to be here for this." And I was like, "I don't know. Is it cool?" And we kind of just got to an understanding, like. You know, we'll try to communicate as best we can, uh, schedule things and let each other know when they're going to happen. And, you know, unless it's just not going to work, just be flexible with each other. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's it. It's the best you can do. But um, I also know the more that we put into it now, you know, the the more time and effort we put into it now, the the more we can kind of sit back and enjoy in the future. That's yeah. that's the goal. You know? Well, it's like yeah. <laughs> you've got that same mentality of somebody who grows plants, you know, right. it's you can't try to make up for having crappy soil and bad lighting later in the process by throwing a bunch of synthetics or even organics or whatever on it. You've got to do it right from the start. Most definitely. But I mean, I, the whole journey has been a, a wild ride, a lot of, um, bit of a roller coaster, but I couldn't have done it without Meg and I couldn't have done it without, uh, your support. So I'm super thankful for that. And, want to say thank you oh you guys mm-hmm. are awesome you guys are so uh, cute. Yeah, you know but little couples counseling here going on. <laughs> there you go there you go now look right in each other's yeah, eyes yeah, and yeah. say i feel statements right. <laughs> it makes me feel this way yes <laughs> oh i want another question because casey and i talked about it but here with the kids you know and it's this is like a whole family event now right um what was your initial thought and has has it changed when you're like, oh, I guess we're going to be like the marijuana people? Like, you know, when you go to the parent teacher meetings and things like that, did you have thoughts like, man, are people going to because I actually have lost uh, a set of friends, uh, some people that we had known for a long time, you know, had kids like that. And when we started going like kind of like pro cannabis publicly with people and talking about it and being like, yeah, you know, we talk to our kids, know where we keep it. We tell them, leave it alone and blah, blah. They're like, oh, you know, I don't know if we can be friends with people that are so like out there. I'm like, dude, you asked me to buy you, edi- get edibles for you. Right, what are you right, talking about? Like, yeah. but they're like, yeah, we just can't be, we're, we're not ready to be those people. Like yeah. right. those people, you are those people. What are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting. It's a conversation Casey and I have had a few times and I'm sure we'll continue to have conversations about it as they get older yeah you know uh marie's four so she her her understanding of things is pretty limited and oh, yeah. we haven't really gotten into the whole parent teacher conferences and you at know, that age kids don't really care yet. what you're yeah. doing that much either so right. it'll be kind of interesting once once she gets older i'm sure there will have some people will have opinions yeah. and that's you know that's just the way it is um i think we've been pretty lucky in our life that um all of our friends and family have really been accepting. Yeah. I'm sure people were maybe hesitant or skeptical at first. I'm sure people had concerns um, and maybe they still do. But Especially um, when you're leaving a, a good, really good stable job. Right. Like just 
grind it out, man. You can yeah. do that on the side. You can do yeah. that when you're older. Save right. up money and do the yeah. safe thing. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. There's, you know, but um, for the for um, to our benefit, I guess uh, we were both really lucky that our, both sets of parents are super supportive. Yeah. Well, and business. you guys all they they have a sense of like. Well, yes, that's a risk, but there's also payoff when there's risk, too, because a lot of people stop at risk. They're like, ooh. Yeah, (laughs) right. They only think of what could go wrong. Right. But, you know, as far as like, um, especially when there's small kids in in the process of all that, too. Yeah, it's, it's, we just want to be honest, you know, and, and keep the conversation open. So, was there a full family or was it just the two of you when you were going through the actual process of like getting the place and putting the money together and Marie Marie was on the scene. She was okay. it was twenty nineteen and Marie was born in eighteen, so she was about a year, year and a half. I when, love your face paint by the way. I've got a picture when, of my daughter uh, that has a unicorn face paint when she was about the same age. If I can find it, I'll show it to you before you before you leave. She is a unicorn. Yeah. Found found our unicorn with her. Yeah. She's a special one. But Oh yeah, yeah. So from uh, the get go, it was already kind of like, man, how is this going to look on the family? Is this going to be weird for the kids? Like that, it was all there. It wasn't something that kind of thought about as a afterthought to it. Yeah, it's taken an adjustment for sure. People that I knew in my prior life and encounter them, I ran into a dude who uh, I used to work with, and he now works up the street at um, Sacred Heart Catholic Catholic School. Oh yeah, and um, and he's and he, I hadn't seen him, you know, for like. Gosh, it's been at least seven years, and I ran into it. I said, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, Casey? Good to see you. How are you? What are you up to? I said, oh, yeah, you know, I uh, left the bank and, and uh, work in a retail store. Actually, it's just down the street on Wealthy. Oh, what kind of retail is it? I said, well... It's uh, it's cannabis retail, and he just kind of looks at me, and and, uh, and he's like, "Well, good to see you." He's like, to, yeah, he's, he's like, kind of bounced out, but he like didn't know what to say, and it was yeah. a little awkward. And and homie works at a Catholic church, you know, and God bless him, you know. Yeah. Um, and but, it might have just caught but, him off guard too, because right. he probably thought you'd be like, "Oh, you know, same old, same old." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were, there was eight in the morning at Ace Hardware, you know, like I had like some duct tape in my hand and, yeah, yeah. and he's like, all right, good to see you, bro. Okay. So I mean, you get stuff that like people just don't, uh, maybe they, they can't quite relate to it and that's okay. How, uh, how often are you at the store? Cause I saw you here for the first time, but I know like, especially like during launch and pandemic, it was you know, on the Daily Show that mom was coming out and helping. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, so from the very beginning, um, you know, Farmhouse has been really family run. So yeah. um, I was here when the door op- the doors opened. Um, was pretty consistent at the beginning. Then, you know, life life happened and we had a baby. So I've been kind of out for or since she was born. But I am back. I'm back on Thursdays now. I'm there all day. Nice. Um, nine to five at the front desk doing whatever, running deliveries. It's just I just like to be here. I was going to so, say it probably yeah. feels good to be like more active in the mix. And as somebody who was is a stay at home parent, mm-hmm. um, not with the little ones like that anymore. It feels nice to get out of the house nice. and yeah, not, not be in the it. same routine yes. all the time. Yeah. It feels like Groundhog Day after That's a while. Definitely, yeah, I definitely appreciate my time out. And we have such a great staff. That yeah. It's just, it really, it sounds corny, but it really is, feels like a family. And it's just nice to be there. So, I say that about yeah. this place, too, because you've made the point. You go most places in town, the prices are going to be the same within a few dollars. Give it this way or that way, depending on specials, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But 
one thing that makes it different is that you guys are doing stuff like this and now the other places are kind of doing events too but like that you know that started here and the the people know the regulars names when they walk in the door yeah. here and you know it's just a very you walk in the door and people hey you know it's, right. it's like your norm up in this bitch that's right <laughs> everybody knows your name that's right we are we hope to be we want to be the cheers of the grand rapids cannabis yeah, yeah that is for sure the the goal of, of farmhouse it's the one thing we got going for us that nobody else can say you know in in the city that we are fully locally owned and you know this is it and from the get-go you guys have been putting it back into the community too and i'm not saying other places don't but like you know i hear of people who own chain dispensaries and like they're taking their money and they're buying world war ii era tanks and like blowing (laughs) stuff up on 50 acres of land it's like okay you guys are giving out thanksgiving meals like there's yeah i I like the sense of priority there you know what i mean like well, not not you. just making yeah. money on the community, but like also helping them in the in the process and well, growing good weed at a decent price. Well, you know, and it and it makes a difference that Casey and I um, both are Grand Rapids residents. We've been here for a long time. I've been here my yeah. whole life, you know, except for a couple little periods. And um, and it's we're raising our family here, so it's important to us to give back to the community. It'll come back to us, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was something we promised from the beginning and it's important to us yeah, you still didn't, so. you didn't take all that weed money and go get a house up on the hill looking down on everybody else. no not yet, yeah. not <laughs> yet. <laughs> haven't made it to F- sax fifth Ave yet man but but no the um the the social equity component of the business is really important it's yeah. part of well the, and you guys have been heart. recognized for that so thank you thank you we're really proud of it and really proud of the partnerships that have helped to fuel it forward and yeah. the 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 fuel behind it is the um, licensing breaks that we get because of the the felony on my record, being a caregiver, and then being a Grand Rapids resident. That's those are the three qualifiers. It's, it's so ironic mm-hmm. that that's come to your benefit now. I know. It? Talk about a, a full circle for sure. But yeah. that is the um, that's the fuel for the fire, and yeah. we're really excited about it. We've got some cool things coming up. We have a. Um, some pedestrian improvements at Front and Wealthy with an enhanced bike lane, um, some bus stops that we're hoping to install there next spring slash summer. And the city's uh, digging up the streets right now, so it's going to be a little bit smoother right in. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to repave that stretch from from uh, straight up to Front. And then we've got some uh, mural installations along Butterworth happening here this fall yet. Oh, sweet. Um, uh, in front of the DPZs, and this will, which is a designated parking zone for the micro mobility aka scooters that you oh. see around town yeah yeah, yeah. and uh oh and that'll be a good spot yeah so there's that. about a 10 by 20 section of pavement in front that will be turned into murals and those are going to be the first uh painted dpzs in the city so we're really pumped about that and then um and then we're doing the turkey giveaway so if you know yeah. somebody who um you know unfortunately is is not in a position to to um to have food this thanksgiving we're very thankful you know that we're able to provide that and um we're hoping to do that again a hundred turkey giveaway come thanksgiving awesome yeah um and i'll i'll be tuned into what you guys have got going on too so i'll try to remember to remind people like as it's happening too um but yeah uh what else do you guys want to talk about? Anything? Oh, okay. Uh, I know we're probably limited time here with the baby, but I do <laughs> want to talk. I'm reading Switchers right now. Oh. I want. I just wanted to say, 
I got it. It was. I wasn't I'm really fishing enjoying for that, by the it. Way, either, I promise. I know. I know this is not a paid advertisement, <laughs> um, but no. I just. I'm just curious. I want to know. Um, Ooh, yeah. I. What was your inspiration for this book? Where where did this um, story come from? I think the parasite part of it specifically that you, it doesn't sound like you've got to Not yet. Yeah, um, I know I'm in for a treat. Yeah. Came from like YouTube rabbit holes and like just watching weird freak of nature type things, you know. Um, and then I've always been into those kinds of movies that like uh, I've got on the the copy here. It's it's like the Goonies, Goonies yeah. meets. Back to the Future meets uh, Stranger Things. Well, Stranger Things is, I guess, more of a nostalgia thing than an actual period thing. But, um, yeah, so just a combination of being into, like, those weird action people coming together and weird circumstance-type movies. Interesting you know, story. Unlikely, yeah. unlikely friends kind of things, yeah. Well, I'm enjoying it, and thanks for uh, thanks for putting that out there. I know it's yeah. not easy. You did awesome. But, yeah, nice to well, meet thanks. you. I'm going to awesome. get this one out. Yep, yep, that kid that kid needs to be needs to be a kid. Done sitting on a lap. <laughs> oh, you knocked over your drinky. You can tell I got kids, I just called it a drinky. A drink. <laughs> that wasn't even a kid's drink. <laughs> a little green tea action. Chris, you're awesome, man. We really appreciate your support, bro. And, yeah, well uh, likewise been... too, because for anybody that wants to buy a copy of the book, I usually have some in the store, but people are possibly going to buy me out of stock right now it's awesome but uh yeah either at my website but come to farmhouse and they'll usually be in the lobby thanks for letting me keep them in there too man you guys are uh you guys are awesome it's our pleasure keep putting out the good vibes bro you're you're a really good dude and it's been a pleasure to to get to know you better yeah likewise and it's been great seeing uh you uh and megan and the two of you together yeah, thank you, man. You guys are no, super, super cute. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like super, like weird and aggressive, like passive aggressive to you, but he seems like a very nice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Smoke some of that Wi-Fi, Irene, my guy. And, oh yeah, uh, take it to the house. All right, man. Well, thanks for sitting down with uh, me on this one and uh, everything that you're doing out here. We we appreciate it. Peace, bro. Peace. Have a great day. Later. Next, I talked with Dennis. I call him Dennis the Frisbee Guy, uh, but his information is all going to be in the show notes along with his group. Dennis is a guy who experienced homelessness and during that time started a group of people on Facebook that got together to go Frisbee. Yeah, and he just he talks about that uh, experience and what that club did for him, and now he's not homeless anymore, and uh, he still does the club, and it means a lot to him, and he wanted to know if he could spread the word about it, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, so... Here's my conversation with uh, my new friend, Dennis, <laughs> a.k.a. Dennis the Frisbee Guy, who, I should mention, was there supporting a friend of his who was an artist. I am Dennis Brower with Wino Frisbees out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, Hartside Park. All right. And you were just telling me just now, talk about that uh, that beginning and yeah. evolution into the, like a proper club. Yeah, we uh, uh, started in like 2011 living at Mel Trotter's Mission, and uh, always carried one around. He had a lot, a lot of time to, to kill. I, mine was mine was due to an illness that I got sick and uh, couldn't work anymore. Yeah. And waited to get on disability, but that takes quite a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime there's bureaucracy and stuff like that involved. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, so we spent a lot of time in Hartside Park. I said, we're sitting around, you know, start throwing Frisbee back and forth. And uh, 
me and a couple of buddies have been doing it for a long time, got pretty good. Anyways, we, we've, you know, bettered ourselves, you know, and got, got an apartment now. Yeah. But, you know, everybody's on, on the verge of, you know, falling back into homelessness. Yeah. With the way rent is in Grand Rapids, it's... Yeah, no. yeah, no. People have been jacking rents up, like in some places. It's terrible, terrible. And, and and who's getting hit by it is the poor people, and that's yeah. That's that happens to be what we've been dealt with too, you know. Yeah, I've heard stories. Of people uh, in certain areas on the west side, like their rents going up from eight hundred a month to fifteen hundred, and they're like, it's ridiculous. Like ridiculous. I can't afford it, and they're like, well, sorry, it's fair according to our metrics. Yeah, that's 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 a big problem. But anyways, now things have have gotten better. You know, I, I've got a vehicle and we drive around. Me and a couple, uh, my my roommate Brandon uh, von Kloppenstampen, he's uh, <laughs> the kid with the beard that you know, yeah, with the stand out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a, a, another good buddy. His name's Dan Muntz. He's in um, a travel to Alabama, um, Mississippi, I think it is. And he's a classic one. But we're on uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, Everybody's got in this digital age. They got, you know, yeah. we take some video of it, you know, and different people posted different stuff. We got a, a group of young kids that come out with us and, and with, we, with their grandma. And and, you know. and tell people a little bit, too, because uh, you were telling me before, but you guys go out to different parks and you'll either just throw a Frisbee around freestyle, get a game going, go to a Frisbee disc golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do all sorts of things. You know, it's beautiful uh, uh, here in Michigan, so it's good to be, spend a lot of time outside. You know, and yeah. Grand Rapids has a lot of beautiful parks. I did it in uh, Chicago, too. It's just a, a decent thing to do when you're outside is uh, the good old whammo, you know, classic. Yeah. I've been doing it since I was a, a boy in Garfield Park. So it's sort of for me to still be doing it. You know, I'm 52 this year. Yeah. So and it's fun. Spr- it doesn't take a lot of money. It, no. You don't, you don't have to nope. lug a bunch of crap around. Uh, the problem is that sometimes they go over uh, barbed wire fences or in rivers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I can tell you many of stories. Many, many a good frizz is lost. There was a, a guy, I don't know if he still does it, but there was a guy, uh, kind of an old hippie-looking dude that had a oh, yeah. kayak out in Lansing. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the Frisbee golf parks had a big lake that ran the whole right side, I think, of one hole. Yeah. It's... And people used to constantly lose their disc in the water. And that guy go, I'll get it for you, five bucks. Yeah. And that guy probably made a hundred bucks just in the morning. I believe it. Those, <laughs> those discs aren't cheap, man. Yeah, like twelve bucks a pop nowadays. You know, yeah, and, and up. But yeah, disc golf is very popular now. But we'll go to the park and just zip it back and forth to each other. You know. Yeah, it's got to be one hundred and seventy-five grams. We've played with the golf disc, but that's uh, hard on the hands. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend those. Yeah, it's just us being especially the drivers. Those things have an edge on them. That'll, mm-hmm, yeah. that'll put a that'll put a welt in your hand. Oh, it can get dangerous. I've seen uh, many uh, people with a split lip. I, you know, I call it a uh, full gear uh, frisbee. Really, you know, we we toss it. Yeah, people, that thing will get going. Yeah, those ultimate discs, those heavy ones, those things fly through any kind of oh, wind. Those yeah, things will yeah, yeah. those will buzz if if you I, don't have your hand out. Yeah, I'd hate, <laughs> I'd hate to get I'd hate to get donked. And that's that's what's good about it too is you know it keeps working on your hand eye coordination. Yeah. I sort of do it like a Tai Chi, you know, you're moving, breathing. Yeah, you got, focusing uh, some, on your form. Some, yeah, sometimes, you know, yeah, uh, the wind does funny things with it, man. So yeah. you sit there and laugh about it. Yeah. All, all outside, you know. Yeah. And and we practically do it year-round, you know, since we were we were homeless. We did it in the wintertime, too. Yeah. You usually have a, a long time when you're homeless to, uh, you're either waiting in line or sitting in the park, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's something we gotta uh, work on too, you know. But I've been there and done it, you know. But yeah. keep going. That's what it's about. Yeah, 
I'm glad that you're personally on the up and that uh, you're doing something with people to keep people, you know, active because... Yeah, you got to fight the you, good fight, You got to stay active, like you said, just be outside, enjoy being outside, move around, kind of get some exercise, kind of get that meditative time in. It is. It yeah. is a therapy for me, you know, really. Yeah. You know, because if you're having a bad day, you start whizzing it around, you got to concentrate on that thing, man. Yeah. So it takes your mind off of things. Yeah. So it's therapy in a way, man. And I got the... um. I got the Facebook uh, link, too, so I'll share that in the show notes. So anything you want to say to people about the club or uh, what you guys are doing or anything you might have going on, go ahead. All, all are welcome, you know. We'll post stuff on there sometimes. We, we uh, throw a lot. In, uh, we've been at Sixth Street Park a lot in, in Highland Park over there uh, off of Eastern yeah. in college. Uh, Grand Rapids has got some beautiful parks, though, man. It's pretty good. Yeah. You know, we live in a beautiful city. Yeah, for love, sure. Love your mother, Mother Nature, you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thanks for coming down and uh, sitting down with me. I'm going to get your information here and make sure I got it all in the notes for people that want to come check you out. Peace. My next conversation was with is with another artist whose name is Darcy. And Darcy goes by Doodle Mittens on social media. I would check out Doodle Mittens on Instagram. But all that's in the show notes. It's really fun art, and Darcy's really fun to talk to. And the clip at the beginning where I get scared by a car alarm just happened to be from this interview. So if nothing else, listen for that. All right, here is Darcy, a.k.a. Doodle Mittens. classes. Um, I went to school for hospitality, but it's not a great time these days for hospitality. So I've kind of done a little bit of everything. And we moved into our house in Rockford about five days before the COVID shutdown. So my kids were very social, wanted to like meet the kids in the neighborhood. So I started doing chalk on the ground, like little paths and then kind of turned into like cartoon characters. So one of my pieces, um, my Squidward is actually from my driveway. So (laughs) he kind of has like a grainy texture um, because he's actually chalk. So I ended up being the chalk lady of the neighborhood for a little while and um, the Amazon delivery driver who was there way too many times during COVID um, said I should start an Instagram. So it kind of went from there and I hand cut about 500 stickers and finally saved for a cricket. <laughs> so that made sticker cutting a lot easier. And then I can now I do prints and stickers and I do like journaling stuff and um, some charms and literally whatever I'm feeling. Yeah, well, that's cool. Have you been an artist your whole life? Is it something that you kind of got into heavily because of the pandemic or a little, little of both? Like you kind of were an artist and then kind of came back real heavy into it. I was more of like a crafty kind of like, oh, let's take this bottle and turn it into a fairy house and <laughs> yeah. like that kind of stuff, which we have a fairy village growing in my house too or outside my house. Hmm. And um, so it was more of like building crafting making things but then like i said with COVID, i just i needed an outlet because the world was scary and we didn't know what was going on and from there just kind of i just sat down every day and i was like i'm gonna get better at art and i finally started liking my own art which was a turning point for me because it was always i'm very critical of myself yeah so did did your art improve or did you just like 
kind of become more used to yourself after repetition kind of like i got more used to i don't cringe at my own voice anymore because i have to listen to it so much now (laughs) that i'm just like yep that's my voice was it like seeing it and being comfortable with it or did you get better or both um a little of both um i mean sitting down and practicing every day was really just i want i'm like i'm gonna get better and the only way to get better is practice yeah for sure and then once i got my ipad i was able to find my own style and it was just one of those things that I was like, you know, when people like color block their makeup and I'm trying to explain it to my husband, who's very left brain. He's very like he works with numbers. And I'm like, yeah. you know, you just like cover your face in like blobs. I'm like, if you just put it together, maybe it would look like a dog. <laughs> and I did it and I was like, oh, OK, I like this. And now that I've done it probably 150 times at this point, like I found a style that I'm like not what you want to pick for me to do it's this is my style if you like it this is how it's going to turn out so yeah. that was for me that's been really hard and mm. i've had a lot of support um, i'm in an art association in oh, rockford nice. called the rogue river artist association and through there i met um, a woman named audrey chance who has a gallery in downtown rockford which is absolutely adorable and she has been such a, like a support for me because she's obviously a little bit farther along in the game than myself Mm. and she was like you need to value your art you need to like your art stop doing art for other people do it for you yeah and which is good to hear because a lot of people don't even if it sounds like kind of like oh duh like sometimes you need to be told that yes you do and she was saying you know my prices were too low and i feel like especially when you're being forward facing with your art not just somebody who does it like for fun in their garage and that's i've always done that's great it's always been like it's a different thing when you're trying to like present yourself professionally me the artist yeah yes and you know and i don't treat it as a hobby it's my full-time job i'm a full-time mom i'm a full-time artist i you know i do all the business stuff i do all the marketing i do you know and i don't pay for marketing so it grows organically and it's because i come to these things and meet people and it's great and you know i've met so many people through these shows i think i'm at 15 shows this year so far oh wow and i have you've really been doing two or three more yeah my first year i wanted to try a little bit of everything and i wanted to see like where my market was Mm -hmm. and it's definitely with the like hippies the like the weirdos and it's more my brand yeah (laughs) so yeah i didn't know how i would do selling books here and well You've been here for all the art markets, haven't you? Um, the first one I didn't go to because I had another market that day. Okay. But yeah, yeah, going yeah. forward, yes, hopefully. <laughs> the first two, really both kind of the same. I just had a table and books kind of like set up nicely on them as best I could. Sure. But I don't think anybody knew what was going on. And I've taken lessons from the people who have been doing them. Like, just a little bit of effort. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a sign letting people know what's going on goes a long way. What yeah. What kind of things have you learned like in the first handful of events like what what do you look back at and go geez I was such a noob doing this yes um bringing too many totes Mm. um because I am a totes girl I love my organized buckets but I had about six the first time and I I've been trying to grow organically like as much as I can like as much as I want all of the like best of the best right now like it's a little bit here and there so I started using garden trellises with the chip clips that I have um, and that worked for a while. Um, But don't one, don't buy too much ahead of time. It'll come like, you know, as, as you grow, don't overextend yourself because I feel like that's when I get more stressed out. Um, And then, yeah, don't bring so many totes. You consolidate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Day of, you'll be very thankful. (laughs) Yeah. 
just any anything like that is good to know because when someone said just have a sign that says what it is and how much it costs i'm like oh yeah <laughs> right <laughs> duh you know i saw on tiktok like everyone else um i saw one of those sticker back where it's they had the sticker sticking to a card that had their information their name their you know website and i was like Duh, Darcy, you know, what have you been doing this whole time? Like, yeah. I have like little yeah. Ziploc bags so like nothing gets wet or damaged, but now they just look so much more professional because yeah. it has all my information and, you know, my QR code, which mm-hmm. um, if you don't have a link tree, I, I am not sponsored by it by any means, but if you don't have a link tree, you should. Yeah, I just recently actually did get one. It's the best. I put yeah. it on my business cards because when everything changes, because I'm super indecisive, my QR code stays the same. Yes. So like Ooh, I don't yeah, have to change thought. my business card. Good thought. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was where I'm like, I've changed my website. I've changed my display a million times, but yeah. that QR code, I was like, this was good for me. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> yeah virtual business card, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need to get business cards. Just, just even if it's just the QR code, or just have it printed out and like. I do I've got a clear-backed phone thing. I could have yep. it here and be like, here, that's me. Um, Click it. I can do my stickers as QR codes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I'll have, have to send my you my iPad. QR code. Yeah. Yes. I cool. would love that. But yeah. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to say uh, about your art or about this place or anything else? Uh, just final thoughts? Um, I'm super excited for the next one because there's going to be a costume contest. Yeah. And if I am able to set up my booth as Winifred Sanderson, I absolutely will be. That would be amazing. Um, I am super excited for it because like, I do hair and like the lips and everything. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. And you've already got the hair color yep. for it mm-hmm. perfectly. Yep. So yeah. I know I've been wanting to dye my hair and I was like, wait, you're going to be Winifred. Like yeah. pull it off. <laughs> so yes, very excited for next one. I love my art. I hope you love it too. Yeah. So. Awesome. Everybody check it out. The show notes will have all the information on ways that you can look at and or buy this amazing stuff. Thanks Darcy. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. All right. And with that, I'm out. (laughs) Okay, my next conversation is with Chadwick. I pulled this guy aside because I saw him just walking around, again, not participating as a vendor, just there to support the artists. I pulled this guy over and was like, hey man, come talk on my podcast because he's an artist who I know from a different art market where I was selling books on the Everywhere But Bookstores tour. So, uh, yeah, I got his take on the art market from uh, an artist's perspective. So uh, you're going to hear that. Deal with it. Okay, I'm here with Chadwick, an artist, not uh, an artist who's here at the market, but an artist who I've worked at other markets with, and he just came to check it out. So yeah, man, tell people your full name and like where they can find you should they want to look at your art real quick. Okay, certainly. Thanks, Chris. Um, so my art is being shown currently at Common Ground Coffee on Fulton Street in uh, Easttown, Grand Rapids. Uh, previously, I had only ever shown my art once at 106 Gallery through the Things to Do at Thursdays. Um, Which is where we met. Yep, Great place. where we met. And we have been there subsequent weeks and, you know, gotten to know each other. So here we are again. We meet again. <laughs> um, you only have one book left, so I'm proud of you. Good job. Yeah, thanks. So, I, I'm also, worried because I was supposed to be at the next Things to Do Thursday, and I don't think I'll have any books to sell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be promoting well, my ebook at the next. <laughs> yeah, just bring some sort of display. Just be like, um, 
uh, pre-orders. Just do some pre-orders. Imagine the book in your mind. There you go. <laughs> it'll, be, it? it'll be an artistic experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that ain't going to sell nothing. Woo! Uh, so, no, I just came down here to visit, support some friends. Um, I have some musician friends, uh, you know, some uh, some environmental artists, so to speak. I have a friend here that has created some little biomes in uh, some water jars. Uh, he's actually a neighbor of mine. So a lot of this local art has just been booming lately, and I think that it's a result of just people – um, kind of just finding their way through after the last couple of years having well, to yeah, stick at home. I I was praying literally during the pandemic that we would have a like art renaissance of like you know everyone got shut in. People that were kind of serious about art got really serious. People that kind of wanted to do it finally started. People started to find their passions. Yeah, uh, and sort of sort out what they're good at just by pure necessity, I guess, yeah. or boredom. <laughs> yeah. There's boredom, Either there's or. angst, you know, there's people getting angry, and, you know, how do you channel your energy? And that's just kind of the way that I've, I've channeled my energy towards people that have similar energy and sort of excommunicated the rest. And it's been really, you know, prosperous for my, um, I guess, my art direction that I'm going in right now. Yeah, um, same, same here. Not yeah. to take over, but yeah. Just, no, no. Just I mean, to interject. say, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, it's just I'm also proud to see a lot of my friends that uh, I didn't really know were artists or were involved in that um, social scene to sort of grow and be inspired to do things on their own that they never were before. Yeah. And I like to facilitate that too. So it's one thing is um, I like to bring people along yeah. that aren't there yet. Well, well that, that's the fun thing about having a podcast too. Is like yeah. we can be like, hey, this is my friend. He does cool stuff. Listen to him. Maybe yeah, go check exactly. him out. Exactly. Um, and I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I like to be at the forefront of that now. Recently, I've just kind of discovered that myself, that I have that sort of ability to bring people together. Um, and I want to continue to do that, especially through events like this and events at 106. And then there's Art Rat Gallery that's booming right now. Yeah, um, I was just a at a poetry ones, thing you know? that they had after the last Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was, was actually, blowing up in there, man. Such a small space, but there was so much energy in there. It was yep, great. Yep, and it's been great every, every single time. So I, we're going to continue to do that kind of stuff throughout the year and see where it takes us because there's so many different things that I've gotten involved in just in the last two months Yeah, um, that have been super inspiring and um, worthy of maintaining, certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me real quick too before uh, before you get out of here. Anybody who's like, well, what should I be thinking about when I when it comes to this guy's art? Describe maybe uh, how uh, people tell you about your art, how you feel about your art, who maybe some of your influences were, any of that kind of thing, just to give people kind of a, a mental idea of what they might expect from a Chadwick original. Sure. So a lot of my art came from taking just a, an art class, art one on one class, and just the basics that they teach you through pencil drawing and charcoal and everything. So I just kind of rode with that and developed a style that I liked. And the style is sort of dark, sort of gloomy, but in some ways also um, comforting. I think it, it doesn't really put you off. Yeah. But it's something that you could hang in a dark place. Hmm. Uh, maybe, <laughs> or or sort of a, a macabre scene. Yeah. So I'm trying to go more in that direction, just because I think that uh, my style re- lends me to that type. Still sorting that kind of stuff out. 
I'm trying, I'm working on a, with another local author, Sarah, who is a manager at yeah, Common Ground. Yeah, so we talked about this last time. Go she's ahead. an author. She's written a couple books. Um, we're currently working on a short graphic novel. So this will be the first time I've ever done anything like that. First time she's ever done anything like that. And it's going to be a slow road, but we're getting there. And um, I'm really excited about that. It's just kind of like a little independent project that I'm working on with somebody else because I don't collaborate a lot um, when wanting to. Yeah. So. It's good for your growth, I think, to do things where if somebody goes, hey, I know you want to do this, but try this. Like, even if they're wrong, like just to to get you out of the way that you normally think about things, you know? Yeah, don't don't. Not that there's some right and wrong, but you know what I mean? Yeah, don't box yourself in. Yeah, um, yeah. Always explore the things that you've always tried, like even as a child, like remembering who you were as a child. My friend Martel told um, made a post about this the other day about going back to who you were, what what created you and um how you how you've diverged diverged from that and how you converge back to that yeah and that's your wholesome self which you should help develop yeah with where you are now if you're ever like in a crossroads so if you always just go back and think about where you came from mm-hmm. you're gonna f- you're gonna be inspired to see new memories that you don't remember you had yeah yeah I really kind of think that that's... I talked to a writer about that same thing recently where he's like, I started writing this story, but then I became fixated on a part of it. And then that just took over the whole thing. And it was a memory I didn't even realize I had until I started exploring it artistically. Yep. Yep. And and that soul searching, um, just self-reflection is something that keeps you humble and forward thinking in in my mind. That's just from my perspective and my experience. I agree. I agree. Yeah. 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 So, Wow little bit of philosophy here and if you want and to, all <laughs> all easily under 10 minutes too that's yeah pretty dope cool yeah all right well i have to run thanks chris i appreciate this this is uh nice to get involved with this if you ever wanted me to come back on i'm definitely willing to do that yeah yeah yeah, for sure we um, can do some we can do a proper one sometime um uh yeah but uh thank you for coming on and uh this is where we'll leave you on this one bye everybody bye is uh, Uncle Mary and I'm going to go ahead and call her Aunt Tay. Uncle Mary and Aunt Tay. So Mary is one of the artists and Tay is another artist and they're married and they sell their art together in a booth. And uh, here, this is them. Okay, so outside of like professional events, how many people actually call you Uncle Mary? Well, two, my nephews. <laughs> it's good enough for them. It should be good enough for everybody else, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't know if people walk, uh, walking uh, around the street are like, hey, Uncle Mary! Oh my gosh, someday. We're hoping. We'll get there. <laughs> it happened just now. We can say it. We're not lying. <laughs> okay, we're here with <laughs> Uncle Mary Brent and Tay Martinez who were both here selling things together under one tent, but two different brands represented under one tent, correct? Correct, okay. basically. So um, somebody pick and go first and talk about what you had out here and what we might see uh, in future art shows. Sure. Um, well, hey, I'm Uncle Mary. Uh, I was out here today with, I had a lot of sticker designs that were selling like hotcakes today. Um, I have a few paintings that went as well. Um, I do a lot of stickers and small, short-form little doodle drawings, a lot of like 90s cartoon style stuff people seem to really dig on. Yeah. Um, 
most of the time I'm just having people flip through my sketchbook, see what they like, and I can recreate it for them on the spot. People have been loving to throw me cash for that today, too. So <laughs> any kind of quick pop art I can throw out for you on the spot, that's what I've been hawking today. Awesome. Okay. And Tay, tell us about uh, what, what you've uh, been putting out into the world today. So I have uh, definitely a lighter side where I do some pet portraits. I love doing that. I'll do kids' portraits sometimes, but I don't like kids as much as I like dogs. Who does? Who does? Um, <laughs> and I also do some really surreal art. I really like doing a lot of like pro-feminism, pro-feminine cum, uh, all <laughs> over my work. <laughs> It's everywhere. Yeah, just, you know, one big wet feminine cum shot on the other side of the tent. So, yeah. Have you both been doing art or did uh, the relationship that you have, like, kind of inspire one or the other? Or, like, did the art bring you together? No, we both went to school separately for different things and then met later and both realized we were artists after oh. we met and started oh. dating. Oh. And then, yeah, we've just been kind of pushing each other, like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did something? Like, Honestly, she's responsible for getting me more back into it, because I had, I had dropped out. I was going for digital animation and game design back when I was in college, but oh. long story short, I was like, hey, I'm going nowhere fast with this nonsense. So I dropped out and started doing things my own way, did a little freelance for a bit, and then just kind of tapered off. But Tay's art blew me away the moment I met her, and I've been trying to support her as much as I can, and trying to encourage her to, to get out there, get her name out there, get painting, get doing a bunch of stuff, and then she just turned around one day and went, why not you? Why don't you mm -hmm. get in here too and start selling with me? And I, I owe it all to her, really. Yeah, you'd always compliment me and stuff, but I don't think you ever like. It's one thing to get complimented by somebody who doesn't really know art, but then to get compliment. <laughs> no, really, and then yeah, to no, get I know what you mean. I know yeah, what you mean. and then you get complimented by someone who's like, oh wow, like this certain line right here, this perspective is kind of off or whatever. Like these colors don't really mesh, and it's like, what the. F yeah, I can take it seriously from you know, her because she knows what the hell she's talking about. Yeah, Yeah, but it turns out you do too. So. Turns out I yeah. do, surprisingly, somewhere yeah. deep in my childish, naive soul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, the, the name Uncle Mary, I didn't know if that was like a nickname, but you had said, no, that's just... Yeah, that's just me. Being, uh, an that's, that's, being an uncle to two. Yeah, from being an, an uncle, quote unquote, to a couple of nephews. Um, it's something that I only started using professionally pretty recently. Up until now, I was uh, Mary Fragdalen. Before that, definitely. I, I had a few things I bounced around, but yeah, I really like Uncle Mary. Cool. Yeah. So I'm going to be switching all my social media over soon once I run out of business cards. Uh, <laughs> But I, I just decided on Uncle Mary's because there was something fun and playful about it that was really light that I enjoyed. And it also reflected me, who I am as a person. You know, I'm yeah. a genderqueer artist. I literally have two nephews. Go ahead, call me Uncle Mary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there are my nephews and my yeah, nieces. Yeah, now I get- both very chill about being like, wait, you have boobs? They what? totally thought you were a dude. They for a did. Long time. They thought the I was just dude. like a yeah. cis man for years. Yeah. And then they were very surprised to find out that I had boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were just kind of like, okay. Okay. Yeah, you're still Uncle Mary, I guess. Yeah. 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 It was cool. It, <laughs> just, it just took a little mental rearrangement. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you a girl or a boy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Kids roll with that way well, easier. You know, it probably <laughs> makes more sense to their brains because, like, my kids talk to me they're like no you don't understand it right or you know i accidentally will say like she instead of they and it's it's just years of social programming where you're like oh yeah i've 
pronoun forgot sorry yeah. sorry but you tell a kid that and they're just like okay and it just sticks and yeah like, okay that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. no they it's they seem cool. to understand shit a lot because they don't have that baggage yet yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. i don't have a lot of stuff they've been taught about what things are you know we just have to tell them so i tell her like hey i yeah i was born and i had boobs but you know what i'm i'm a dude a lot of times so yeah. here i am mary mel call me whichever you like but yeah you know, Boss, don't call me a slut. <laughs> Where else are you guys uh, selling art? Hmm. Oh, gosh. We've mostly just been doing, uh, this is our first year really getting into it hardcore. So we've oh, mostly okay. been doing yeah. like street Same fairs, vendor fairs, things like done, this. done like one other art market besides this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've um, yep, we've been doing art markets and like that. We did the East Town Street Fair this year. That oh, was yeah. a pretty amazing experience too. We did um, Blinds and Rabbits After Dark. Yep, yep. Oh yeah, I really wanted to try to get to that one and I just couldn't because of my stupid family. Uh, <laughs> I love you guys if you're listening. Families. families. <laughs> oh, oh, to be an orphan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's mainly been street fairs. Uh, we do have a little bit of an online presence. I have an Etsy shop, uh, Uncle Mary's on on Etsy. Um, yeah, I'm just yeah, online. We both have. Yeah, just we're both Twitter, on Instagram Insta. too, Twitter and Insta, and you can see our stuff on there. Always send us a message to buy things on there too. So yeah, and all that information will be in the show notes. So if people are like, "How do I do it?" That's where it is. Dum dum, go get it. Yeah. <laughs> Come get it. Yeah. It's waiting for you. I, I love the art and. Maybe we should save our fight tape for yes. the last art market. That can be like the, all right, everybody, we're about to close, but before we do, they're going to do five uh, minutes in the cage. Yes, Perfect. and I'm going to be dressed as Morticia Adams, so yeah. it'll be even more <laughs> yeah. dramatic. Better. Oh, so, my God, I'm going to yeah. come so hard. But tonight, we're going to get laid. Oh, good for you. Yes. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> what we all want? Uh, yay. Awesome. Thank you so it's like, much. Thank you. It's like the yeah. cheers somebody told me, then I still do it sometimes. I go, uh, here's the birthday. They only come once a year. Aren't you glad you're not a birthday? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, delightful. Oh, I'm stealing it. All right, buddy. We are almost done. I have one more for you. The last person that I talked to was the person who... Fed everybody at this thing. His name's Abdul, and he owns the business Char. They are a restaurant on Jefferson Street near Jefferson and Fulton in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And dude, the wonton nachos. Yeah, wonton nachos. I said that. Wonton nachos. Amazing. I went in there the next day with my friend Mike Logan. We both went in there and got more stuff. We got fried rice. He had the chicken. I had the steak. Doesn't matter. Anyway, the place is phenomenal. So... Here's uh, Abdul telling his story about how Char got going. Okay, now we're actually doing this. All right, man, so I didn't even properly introduce myself to you. I'm Chris. Um, my name is Abdul. Abdul? Yep. Okay. And is is this your business, Char? Uh, yep. Okay, so Abdul... Um, I just had some of the wonton nachos, and I also had some of the chicken Asian tacos. Where does this food come from? What's this? Uh, what's the? What's the inspiration behind it? Is this stuff you've always been making? Is this something where you were like, you know, I like to cook. Let me come up with some stuff to try to sell to people. Is yeah. it a little bit of both? What, what's going on here? So, a little bit of backstory about Char. I have a cousin. His name is Adam Cater. 
and he owns Gita Pita on okay. uh, Jefferson and Fulton, along with his brother Ramsey Cater. Okay. And uh, I used to work with them at Gita Pita, and then we came together, and then to open up this restaurant right next door to Gita Pita called Char. Char is an Asian fusion restaurant. Um, you got uh, kimchi, you got yum yum sauce and teriyaki glaze. The protein is sweet, and you you could do uh, Asian style tacos. You could do broth bowls with udon or rice noodles. Mm. Uh, you could do green bowls, pretty much like a salad. And then that's how it was started. And then along the ways of the years, it's been open for like four years. I've added a few other extra items like uh, nachos. Uh, Asian style nachos. They're cut wontons. I deep fry them into chips and then load them up with like protein vegetables. I've added like quesadillas, wings, and expanded the menu. But for this right here, these uh, we have the Asian tacos and Asian nachos we're selling today. And you get to choose between a flour or corn shell, you know, a chicken or black bean with our uh, spicy kimchi slaw or mild kimchi slaw and our homemade yum yum and teriyaki glaze. I didn't really cook before I started this venture. But, oh, really? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed. As, <laughs> as, as I, you know, opened up this restaurant, the original idea uh, was my cousin Adam's. And then I expanded on it. As I opened up the restaurant, uh, just the years went by, you know, just kind of, I, I, I always loved um, just, I love to eat. I'm a big guy, you know, and uh, as the years went on, just created some things over, like kept creating things again yeah. and again and again. So that's how I just love food, man. And you know what I'm saying? These uh, flavor pro profiles are crazy. Dude, I want to share, so much going I wanna on share them with everybody. I, I can't, I can't, I'm terrible at describing food to people, but I, I, I will say this. Look, I give you guys my highest uh, compliment and recommendation. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. And tell me something about Switchers. That's, is that oh, your book right here? Yeah, yeah. That's my book. So it's kids in 1996 get uh, stuck in a time travel war against their adult selves. Really? Yeah. That sounds pretty interesting. How did you come up with that? Um, Mostly just from old movies that I used to watch growing up like a 90s right. kid, you know what I mean? And some YouTube rabbit holes and just writing and seeing what my, you know, what where my brain took me. Yeah. That's an interesting, very, very interesting topic. Yeah. You know yeah. I don't, people say, how do you come up with an idea like that? I'm like, I'm not really sure. It just kind of starts as one thing and you kind of keep working on it and it's kind of yeah. like dough and eventually you make something out of it it's not even resemble what it what it started as you know yeah exactly the same thing with this restaurant with yeah Char, you know just, yeah you know um i wasn't really sure what was gonna happen and, you know i just had some eggs i decided to put them in this basket and uh, expanded it kept expanding and expanding adding on to the menu you know what i'm saying growing it this is actually the first year we're actually doing something like this like cookouts oh yeah uh we our first one was on uh, May 7th of this year. We won the number one taco in Grand Rapids. Oh, hell yeah. Congratulations. The, thank you, bro. At the Fifth Third Ballpark. And that kind of, like, opened up the idea to me that uh, we can um, do the trailer thing. A little down the line in August, which is last month, I got invited to uh, by one of my friends to uh, participate in his uh, um, pot fest. So it was a different bunch of different growers um, just showcasing their, their products. So he invited me. He told me to come. 
um, you know, be one of the food vendors there. Yeah. We were originally three. Which is a great place to vend food, man, because you know yeah. people are going to be hungry. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely something, right? We were smoking and making food, you know. Um, and then this is actually would be my third one right here. And then um, invi- I, got, I got invited by Megan, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, the Farmhouse Wellness. Yeah, she's been on the show. And then um, we got actually three more next month and a couple of them in November as well. So it kind of opened up the door to a whole nother a whole nother way of the restaurant. So I when we start, when we first did it it was just uh, like very big and now uh, just doing it time and time again I kind of just minimized the equipment and the way it is and it hopefully it gets easier yeah. and easier as we go. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this part of uh, the restaurant, you know, yeah, and uh, we are located on Six Jefferson Avenue in Grand Rapids. It's on Jefferson and Fulton, uh, Char and Gita Peter right next to each other, and standing strong. So come visit us when you ever get the chance at Six Jefferson in Grand Rapids, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. All right, and that'll all be in the show notes too. So if you're worried you won't remember all of that. It's in the notes. Read it. Follow it. Check these guys out. That's really, really, really good. Hey, man. Thank you for coming out here. Thanks for sitting down and talking. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. You made it to the end. Thanks a lot. Go to ChristopherTallon.com and buy my book. And uh, check out Farmhouse Wellness, too. And see uh, on my website, on the events page, see where I'm going to be next. All right, folks. See you next time. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Weird, right?